Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Deuteronomy. Howdy and good morning, friends and faithful listeners, and thank you so much for tuning in on this lovely Monday morning, starting your week off with the Bible. That's awesome. So let's read Deuteronomy 4, verses 15 through 24 today. I will be reading out of the W.E.B. as I always do, but feel free to grab the version you prefer to read out of, whether it's the NLT or the AMP or the uh, (laughs) Message Bible, I guess, or... (laughs) I'm going to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of the Message Bible. Sometimes it's nice for like a um, really broad kind of understanding of the Bible. But when it comes to like really studying scripture, I'm not a big fan of the Message. But if you like the Message Bible, feel free to grab that one or whatever version you prefer. And I will grab my cup of coffee real quick (laughs) and uh, meet you back here in a second. Okay, I got my coffee here. I'm ready to go. All right, so let's read Deuteronomy 4, verses 15 through 24. And once again, I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. Be very careful, for you saw no kind of form on the day that Yahweh spoke to you in Horeb out in the middle of the fire, lest you corrupt yourselves and make yourselves a carved image in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the sky, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the water under the earth, lest you lift up your eyes to the sky, and when you see the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the army of the sky, you are drawn away and worship them and serve them, which Yahweh your God has allotted to all the peoples under the whole sky. But Yahweh has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace, out of Egypt, to be to him a people of inheritance as it is today. Furthermore, Yahweh was angry with me for your sakes and swore that I should not go over to the Jordan and that I should not go into that good land, which Yahweh your God gives you for an inheritance, but I must die in this land. I must not go over the Jordan, but you shall go over and possess that good land. Be careful, lest you forget the covenant of Yahweh your God, which he made with you and make yourselves a carved image in the form of anything which Yahweh your God has forbidden you. For Yahweh your God is a devouring fire a jealous God. Well, from the title of this podcast episode and from what we just read, (laughs) I'm going to guess that you already know what we're going to talk about today, and that is modern day idol worship. It says in verse 15, be careful for you saw no kind of form on the day that Yahweh spoke to you in Horeb out in the middle of the fire. And what Moses is saying here is that literally no one has seen God. And there's actually a verse in the Bible that says no one has seen God because after the fall, we really just could not handle God's wonderful presence. Now, of course, Adam and Eve did see at least some form of God when they were in the garden. But even them, we don't know how much of God they were able to see. (laughs) And I mean, Moses saw a little flicker of God, kind of. He saw God's afterglory is what I like to call it. So basically, God like... Uh, passed in front of Moses and wouldn't let him see until after God was gone. (laughs) And then Moses was allowed to see like the residual glory that was left over in a way. Basically, the Bible says that no one has actually seen God. And and Moses was no exception. And the people were no exception. That's what 
Moses is saying here. He says, you guys saw no kind of form. So you don't know what God looks like. So don't even try to interpret what God looks like. Don't make any carved image. Don't do anything. Don't make a carved image out of a bird. Don't make a carved image out of uh, the ground or the sea or the stars in the sky or the moon or a human being or a human and animal mixture. Don't do any of these things. This is stupid. These are not God. You don't know what God looks like. So don't make any carved images. And I mean, that was the first commandment. God says, thou shalt have no other God before me. And then the second one was, thou shalt not make to thee any graven image. So in other words, God says in the second commandment, well, the first and second commandment, don't have any other gods and don't try to interpret what God looks like. And also don't just make a random God for yourself. We're going to go on to see how ridiculous graven images are in scripture. There's many times in Jeremiah where God tells Jeremiah that people are making idols that literally can't see, they can't hear, they can't breathe, they can't do a single thing. They're just things that human beings have created. And then they decide to start worshiping them. That would be like me making a painting because I like to paint sometimes. That'd be like me like painting something out, a scene of something and then worshiping it. Like, that's absurd. I would not worship my painting because I know that I made it and I know that uh, it can't do anything. <laughs> I'm not going to pray to my painting. That's the ridiculous. But people would fall into these kind of traps because it was the very common thing to do back in these days was to have graven images. It was a superstitious kind of thing. And I mean, superstition still exists to this day with different crystals or like a rabbit's foot in your pocket or anything else. When in actuality, those things aren't really helping you. Like a rabbit's foot is not giving you any more luck. <laughs> it's just a foot of a rabbit. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not doing anything. But yet people place significance into inanimate objects. So God warns against this early on. He says, do not do that. So Moses makes the point, a very logical point that, look, guys, you don't know what God looks like, so don't even try to make a graven image. Don't do it. Yahweh has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace, out of Egypt, to be people of inheritance as it is today. So that's why God took the people out of that lifestyle where they were worshiping graven images, where they were doing uh, superstitious kind of things to get what they wanted out of life, like a better crop or a better marriage or more children or whatever. And God took the Israelites out of that nation to become a very separate and holy nation that would show the other nations what they are supposed to do, right? Because uh, the point of the Israelite nation was to bless the other nations with the law. When God gave the law to the Israelites, the Israelites were supposed to follow it themselves and by doing so, they would be keeping the covenant, in other words, the promise God gave them, that if they follow the law, God would promise to bless them. And through these blessings, the other nations would be like, huh, why are the Israelites so blessed? Like, what are they doing over there that is causing them to have such abundance when we're worshiping this God here and nothing really is happening? And that would cause other nations around the world 
to look to the lifestyle of the Israelites and begin to worship Yahweh God. So the Israelites were supposed to be an example set to the entire world. But after this, (laughs) Moses once again kind of lectures the people because he's not able to go into the promised land. (laughs) So he says, God was angry with me for your sakes and swore that I should not go over the Jordan. So you can see how much this is eating Moses up. He's mentioned this probably like four or five times now. I really think that Moses was struggling with this. I think he might have been struggling with a little bit of resentment too towards the people um, that he was just not able to go over the Jordan and see the promised land for himself. I, I think he was really having a hard time with this. You can see that just with how much he's mentioned it already. And so Moses once again reminds the people, look, I'm not going to be going over the Jordan River with you to take the promised land. I'm going to be dying. That's what he says. He says, I'm going to die in this land. So the time of my life is coming to an end. So you need to remember everything I'm telling you now. Remember it when you go over to the promised land. Remember it and teach it to your children. Because when you go over to the promised land and you start worshiping other idols and breaking that covenant, that promise you had with God that you would obey God, then God is going to uphold his second promise, which was if you break the covenant, then I'm not going to bless you anymore. (laughs) Basically, the promise was if you keep these laws, I'm going to bless you. But if you don't keep them, I'm going to curse you in a sense. I'm not going to bless you. And eventually it's going to turn into I'm going to curse you. So Moses makes it abundantly clear that the people need to obey the law when they go over to the promised land and not just do it because Moses is their leader, right? Because Moses is going to die, but do it because they want to honor God. That's Moses's entire point. And I love some of the stuff that Moses says, especially later on in this chapter where he talks about how there is no other God like our God. I mean, he just inserts that kind of stuff in all the time to remind the people how wonderful God is and why they should be obeying God. Verse 23 and 24, it says, Be careful lest you forget the covenant of Yahweh your God, which he made with you, and make yourselves a carved image in the form of anything which Yahweh your God has forbidden you. For Yahweh your God is a devouring fire, a jealous God. And I mean, Moses is just saying here, like, look, you start worshiping other idols, God is very jealous and he is going to keep his promise. He's going to take his hand of blessing away from you. And instead, eventually he's going to bring you these curses and these terrible things are going to start happening to you if you break this promise you have with God. Because when you break this promise, it's not just affecting the Israelites, it's affecting the entire world in a sense. Because like I said earlier, the entire world would be looking to the Israelite people and seeing what Yahweh God was doing there. And when the Israelites start to sin, as leaders, they're going to cause other people to sin. In a sense, they're supposed to be the leading nation, right? That uh, other nations look to. So when that leading nation begins to fail, begins to worship other images and other gods, and they fail to be the leader, other nations are going to follow suit and think that it's okay to do that. So yes, the Israelite nation following God and keeping God's laws was very, very important. It was an important role, an important task 
that was very special for the Israelite people. So now this brings me to our modern day kind of idols that we have. I think there's a lot. I I don't think that we necessarily bow down and worship graven images anymore, but we do have a lot of idols. And I think the biggest one that we have here in Western culture is the worship of identity and the worship of self. Hence why there's so many flags (laughs) of different identities now. I mean, there's a flag for being gay. There's a flag for each nationality. There's a flag for breast cancer. There's a flag for uh, different diseases. There's a flag for pretty much anything that there could be a flag for. There is a flag for. In a way, that's kind of a graven image if you're thinking about it. Or rather, now that I'm thinking about it, it kind of is. Because we're placing so much value in our identity that we have to like make a symbol or a flag for it. When in actuality, as Christians, our identity should be in Christ, right? That's that's our identity. We are literally like little Christs. I think that's what Christian means is like little Christ. Like we're supposed to be following Christ. Not, that's not to say that we are Christ. We are supposed to be Christ followers. That's our identity. And that's the biggest identity that we have. And everything else should fall into place with that. So... Identity is definitely something that we idolize in Western culture. I think another thing that we idolize is politics. We're always like on one side of the spectrum or another side of the spectrum. And we place so much value in what we believe politically that it often sometimes overshadows what we believe in God. Now, that being said, I do think it's important to vote on issues that are moral But I certainly don't think that our political values should be above God. I don't think that at all. I think first and foremost, we place value on God and then we vote based upon our convictions. And the last thing that I think we really, really idolize here is entertainment. That could be in the form of anything. It could be in the form of TV. It could be in the form of food. It could be in the form of sex. It could be in the form of uh, social media. I think we idolize entertainment so, so much that we forget to prioritize God above any entertainment. And I struggle with that. One thing I realized I was doing and have been doing, and I'm still struggling to break myself out of this habit, is I really like to sit down and crochet. Like, I I like doing that. It's really fun for me. I enjoy making things and I enjoy feeling accomplishment from making things. And it's just a relaxing thing that I can do in front of the TV. So I often sit down to crochet in my spare time. But I realized that instead of reading my Bible in the morning, I was sitting down to crochet and drink my coffee instead. And I have been doing that now for like two months. I'm not even joking. To the point where... I literally didn't even realize I was doing that. And all of a sudden, two nights ago, like I really had this like revelation, like, holy cow, I haven't read my Bible in like two months besides what I'm doing here on the podcast. And that was something that I was like, God, I'm really sorry. Like I was prioritizing something so unneeded above my relationship with you. And that's something I've had to kick myself with. And even today... And I'm not even joking. That was two days ago. So yesterday I did read my Bible. And today, once again, I forgot to do it until just now. So, I mean, we do. We idolize 
our own comfort and our own entertainment above our Christian values. So we have to be really careful about these things. And this is where I'm challenging you guys to recognize idols in your life because they don't have to look like what they looked like back in these days. They don't have to be graven images necessarily, but they can definitely be things we place above our time or our commitment to God. And actually, I want to throw one more in there because I just thought of this one. I think one of the other things that we really idolize is our own emotions. And I guess that could be tied into identity, but not necessarily. I think we place what we're feeling well above the things of God. Like if we don't feel that that's right, then we just don't do it. Or if we don't feel that that part of the Bible is correct, we just don't listen to it. Or if we feel that this is mean, uh, that God is mean, then we're not going to listen to him. I think that is so wrong. I think that we need to push our emotions aside for a hot second and just think logically because we have like no logical thought anymore. (laughs) And I'm sorry, this is me ranting now. But yeah, I mean... I just named four things out of dozens, if not hundreds to thousands of idols that we could place above God on a daily basis. So what I'm asking you guys to do is really think about what you idolize and think about, do you put it above God? And I think the couple ways that we can do that is think about what you think about the most. And secondly, think about what you place value in. And thirdly, think about where you're spending your time and money. And I think those three things can really help you understand what you are placing above God. Well, faithful listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was kind of a deeper uh, topic, but I do think that it is necessary to talk about. And I don't think that churches talk about it enough, unfortunately. In fact, I think rather a lot of churches feed into those idols that we have and uh, even make them a little bit worse sometimes. So yes, I do think it's important to think about these things because clearly, if God is a very jealous God, he is jealous for you. That means he wants you. He wants you to love him because he loves you so stinking much that he gave his son for you. So if God loves us so much, then certainly we must also do our best to push those idols aside, to get rid of them completely even, and just worship God first in our lives because it's such an important thing to do. Those idols that we have, they're just momentary fillers that really don't fill anything. But God, of course, is the one that gives us true satisfaction and life. And that is what we really need. We are desperately searching for life, aren't we? But guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, like it and share it on your social media platforms. Rate it and review it also. That helps the podcast get found for more people. But friends, I also ask that you look in the bio of this podcast episode and just check out all the links and subscribe to each thing if you would like to continue to support the P40 Ministries podcast. And if you would also like to support the podcast monetarily, you can check out the books that I have published or you can purchase the merchis in the store. Go get your own P40 Ministries merch. But friends and faithful listeners, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning for an episode out of Luke. Happy listening and God bless. Bless.